It's like living with a six-year-old. I still go on play dates. I just call them play dates so I can go out with Eric and Paul and Adam. <laughs> you sound like his mom. He likes sports too. You guys would be such good friends. I'll do all the technical aspects. Adam will be the face. Paul will be the muscle. And then Eric will be oh, the sales guy. We're screwed from the muscle. <laughs> Paul I handed, the muscle and the troubadour. I handed a jar to my son to open the other day, so we're in bad <laughs> Hello. Welcome to the Forefathers Podcast. I'm Adam. I'm just going to roll with it. You just, <laughs> just keep going, man. The show must go on. That's your ball. <laughs> no, it should be the other fight. Uh, I'm Paul. Oh, you're right. I'm Fife, I think. And I'm Eric. And this is a podcast about faith, fatherhood, friendship, and other le- F words like finding your way. <laughs> like Nemo? Like Nemo, yeah. Or, or Dory. It could be either. Um, in today's episode, we're going to talk about finding your calling, finding your career. Like... A lot of us, we all have kids that are getting either, they're either in college or they're going into college. We have some younger kids as well. Um, and so I really want to talk about how we're doing that, how we, how we found our way, you know, how we found our calling and our career, but also how we're helping our kids do that. But before we break out into conversation, we do just want to remind you that you can always be part of our community and jump into our Discord server. Uh, we check in pretty regularly, <clears throat> where there's always some lively conversation going on or a random meme posted by Adam. And if this is your first time listening to The Forefathers, welcome. Please make sure you take a moment to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on any of the recent episodes by heading over to forefatherspodcast.com and selecting your media delivery of choice. All right, so... Gentlemen, I think some of this we've talked about in the past, but I do want to give at least a recap on this. So this is a two-part question. How did you find your calling? And that could be ministry, but it also often will bleed into what you're doing as a career. And how did you find your career? Oh, I yeah. I guess for me it was always just a natural progression. Uh, I mean, obviously, we were all playing around with technology. We became uh, kind of experts with the funny thing with where I kind of landed in it. It was because we we were playing in it. We were playing games and we were gaming and network landing and doing all of those things that, you know, we all did when we were teenagers. So, you know, when dad brought home the first 286 computer, what did Adam and I do? Break it. Hey, we learned how to tear it apart. <laughs> we learned how to load device drivers and software and figure out why video card drivers don't run or have bugs in them and, you know, that whole thing. And then, you know, the next gradual step was like, hey, we're going to take this off the desk and we're going to bring it to our friend's house and set it all up and carry a big giant CRT monitor with us. So, yeah, those those days were always fun. Um, and that's kind of where I think my bend fell i I very much became very attracted to computers and software and and troubleshooting and you know i i did a lot of you know i think my parents originally tried to push me towards architecture when i was in high school but um it never really you know and i love doing drawing but you know i was like when i learned that you know there wasn't anything like cad that it is today it was like anytime you wanted to do another 
you know, redraw of a foundation or something, you had to go back and redraw the whole entire thing. I was like, this is just annoying. I just, you know, <laughs> why am I going back to do the same thing over and over and over again because it needs to change. And so I, you know, I basically decided that, you know, electronics was kind of the way to go and computers kind of fit that bill really well. And, you know, I always was always involved. I think I was the only one in the group for a while that had, you know, if I wasn't doing a regular, um, you know, kind of job at Burger King or whatever, you know, I got tired of that and went to working for a computer company in, in the local town that uh, hired me to swap tapes. And, you know, I was very much, you know, always doing something computer related and always kind of that was always my calling more so because it's just my skill set was just that it, it came natural, like troubleshooting very complex things was something that I just love to do. And I still do love to, you know, today, anything with like a challenge or anything related around like that type of stuff, I'm always willing to kind of just dive in, whether I have a full understanding of it or, you know, can learn on the, the, on the job training, as they say. So, you know, for me, it's always been it. Hmm. So until you said that I was going to come back and say, so your current career is a zoologist, right? But you finally <laughs> no, got around forest. to the fact that you... I'm a, I'm a forest ranger. You're a yeah, forest actually. ranger. I, I'm documenting... Active directory I'm... forests. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, I think that was one of the funniest conversations I ever had with my wife, because I'm sitting there and I'm studying... I think I was studying for a certification, but I might have been drawing a diagram for somebody. And she's like, why do you have a bunch of trees on your page? I'm like, oh, that's um, those are domain trees. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, they use this analogy. And she, she was like, you guys are geeks, complete geeks. Yeah, nerds. But yeah, that, that's a very different, you know, clear, clear delineation between geeks and nerds. But um, better than flowers, you know, I'd hate to have like be an active directory. And it's like, here's the flower. <laughs> Forest works better, you know. Got to be manly enough. I don't know. <laughs> it's got to be manly. At least pine trees are manly. Well, it's it's know, like Old Spice. Old, yeah, right. <laughs> the smell of musk. Yes. <laughs> Love it in the morning with my black coffee. <laughs> well, you need some coffee if you're going to be studying mm, Active Directory yeah. trees because that's guaranteed to put you to sleep. If you're not drinking coffee or some like strong caffeinated drink in IT, then you really don't belong in IT because it's what you live by. <laughs> it's either that or alcohol, pretty much, yeah. in the oh, IT right. ranks. <laughs> that doesn't always help. <laughs> you know, a few that, uh, Sometimes you know. both yeah. at the same time. <laughs> right. You mix it in with your uh, you know, your coffee in the morning. So. Got to have that little uh, bourbon flavor. It's pretty yeah. Fun. But, yeah, IT, you know, it's kind of generalized, but at the same time, it's, you know, still one of those things that I think from a calling perspective has always been uh, something that I just feel natural, you know, and made a career out of it, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, Adam, how about you? How did you find your calling? And if that's different, how did you find your career? <laughs> He's looking it up <laughs> on the internet now. <laughs> how did I find my... <laughs> How to become an adult. elephant artificial insemination? Let's see. <laughs> well, <laughs> no. Just First, um, stand up really tall. No. <laughs> Clinch and hope for the best. No. Um, how did I find my calling? Yeah, and you uh, should tell us what your you what, tell oh, us I what your a, calling is, a, and you should also tell us what your career is. I'm an auditor. <laughs> <laughs> Fashion Don't stuff. call me auditor. 
Not fair, not fair to you. Um, I don't know. Uh, well, my career is consulting in computers, but I um only in computers or in all of IT. All of IT. Yeah, I just can consult for endpoint end computers. <laughs> I just build desktops. That's all I do. De desktop, I'm a desktop consultant. <laughs> you should really, you should really clean your desktop. All right, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a hundred dollars, please. <laughs> no, no, no two fifty. Gosh, <laughs> there's a thing called folders. You put things in folders. No, uh, I've been in computers. Like Eric said, we. Uh, we tinkered a lot, electronics, electronic-wise. Uh, my dad came from a computer background, so it was just kind of a natural progression. Um, and then my uh, that that could, uh, just in electronics in general. So um, that that computer direction, playing with motherboards and add-on cards and ad-lib cards and network cards and. <clears throat> and coaxial network cards and LAN oh, connections and working your way into high school to a point Was it a complete where deck? you uh, no. you kind of master the school. So at any point, the computer teacher calls you out of any sort of class you're in and you spend the afternoon watching TV and hanging out in the computer lab. And I think my senior, senior year consisted of, um, it was like Dennis the Menace in the morning. And then... Uh, Went on to a few different other shows in the afternoon, and uh, your high school. Yeah. I thought that was mostly your college career too. No, no, my, my college career. <laughs> no, he was too busy dodging the track coach. Out <laughs> <laughs> <Not> here. <laughs> campus IT needs my help. I gotta run. <laughs> I worked it. I worked on campus for for OSHA, and did ran all of their network, and then gave that job to my sister. So, <laughs> technically, you did run. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I ran. I, actually, I ran very little because all my all my parking was in staff and faculty lots, <laughs> so I had access everywhere. But four uh, years of college, and all I have is a parking permit. No, that's not true. I did graduate. Okay. The uh, but, parking uh, permit. <laughs> parking permit was just a plus <laughs> to get, to gain access. But uh, but no, and then started tinkering with. And then my dad one day got a, along with electronics, was doing some work for a friend who had a vendor route and ended up getting a pinball machine. And we had a pinball machine in my house and that kind of sparked the arcade craze, which... So is that your calling or your career? It's my career. Oh, I'd love to have the, uh, Well, I did partially run a business, so that was... Oh, that's for, true. For, for quite some time. But, uh... But... Um... Calling wise, it's fu it's funny because I don't I don't know if I've I think I have hit hit, hit my calling in just being available for from a from a uh, a God perspective. Um, I still feel called to a lot of things, but I and I've done a lot of things, and God has put me in a lot of positions. But I don't think I've like made it to like oh I'm at the pinnacle of where I want to be. It's always a uh, continuous. Mm. So it's really hard to say, like, hey, did you make your calling? <laughs> yeah, well, how did you find? Calling... How did you find? How did you find the callings that you've been? Because you're right. I mean, there, some of this is, you know, some callings are like lifelong, but the way you execute them are different at different phases of life. So, how did you find those callings? How did you find 
the places that you were supposed to fit in at a specific time. Yeah, a lot of it was just being open and available in rea- in reality and being open to what the spirit and God, what God wanted me to do and sometimes that was kicking and screaming and sometimes that was pretty uh, kicking and screaming and what I felt wasn't clearly marked but obviously was very clearly marked and then sometimes it was the writing was on the wall but so what do you mean by like so like funny thing with like callings yes there's always speed bumps but did you ever find a calling that you're put into that you're like this sucks I don't want to be here like and like what specifics no I'm I'm kind of weird like that I I no kind of mold into anything that that needs assistance so okay so basically just you know whatever calling Flexible. you know in the season right yeah Okay. Yeah, because I always viewed calling as like you know, it was just a natural fit because that was the abilities you had. And it sounds terrible though, because like I made the pinnacle. Next thing is death. (laughs) Well, what's left? (laughs) You're never really done being called. Well, to me, calling is. Right, I'm getting to. Like the urge, like I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this regardless, and I want to share this with the world. Like. If you, that's the whole like, if you could do it for free, you would just do it for free. Like you wouldn't get anything. And then career is, you know, I do this for money because I because because the market has decided, which I kind of feel like where I'm at, the market decides that this pays pretty well, and I I enjoy it. So there's a convergence there. But um, if I won the, you know, that billion dollar lottery. And didn't have to do my career, I would just lean into the calling and be like, I'm just going to go do, you know, stuff that makes me feel alive. Now I've been kind of a little bit what Eric, what Adam was saying. I feel like I've only hit my calling fairly recently in that they've converged fairly recently. So, like, there was a long time when they were just parallel and, like, never the twain shall meet. And then at some point I was like, oh, you can have a through. Like, I think at first I realized, oh, you can have a through line between the two where you're doing similar things. And I'm kind of at that point now. Like, it's obviously not not, not the same. I'm not consulting at church. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm leading people, um, you know. Oh. I mean, there's some of that, but, like, it's not the same thing. I'm not talking about computer security at church is what I'll say. But, like, there's a lot of similar things, I would say. So... Right. Yeah, well, I mean, and sometimes outside of the topic, right? I mean, it's still your your calling's still there. You're still pastoring people and still moving them forward in their, you know, purpose and and life. I mean, yes, no. I mean, yeah, no, but I and I haven't, for. and that's been a really recent development because I haven't felt like I, I haven't felt like I, I've, I've, I don't know that a pastor is my calling. Like, I guess, like I am. I worship pastor now, so I'm leaning into that, but I don't know that it's something that comes natural or something that I, that I need to do. Um, I'm certainly more of a people person than I ever thought I was. Um, I got I, you, Dude, Paul. I was I legitimately just going to say it's all over my next fault. Like, you're just, because you're all about people. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah. And how did you stumble into, well, how did you stumble into your calling, Paul? So if your, if your calling is leading people in worship, right? And that happens to also be pastoring people on a worship team as well as leading people in worship. 
how did you get there? It's all been, it was all very time timely. Like I didn't necessarily go, um, reach, try to find or reach after it. Like I fell in back with you guys and Steve was like, mm. you know, our pastor at the time, Steve Skinner was like, Hey, you play guitar. Why don't you lead us in, in music? And I was like, well, I know three chords. I might have to learn another one if I want to actually play a song. No, and, you're all uh, <laughs> It depends <laughs> on the three chords. chords it does. To be fair. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're like there is no h i'm like dang it um i thought he knew four chords but i'll have to figure that out um bar is not a chord <laughs> yeah no stay out of the bar bad bad idea um but but yeah so it just and i think that's one of those areas that and i could even tell it at the church i'm at now because i feel like i i just did sound on sunday which i can do but i definitely feel the difference like not playing not leading the congregation in music like that's like i feel oh, no. like when i'm doing that i'm like that's what i should yeah this is what i should be doing like this was it was it playing or play? oh my cut it cutting out <laughs> <laughs> see i wish my co- well see your calling uh, is like car- cars I wish and bars my, accords and i wish my i wish my cars. calling was having better internet at the moment um <laughs> Is Jonathan playing? Dude, him and, and his friend. His friend Dave is staying with us too. So, both of them are on Valorant or Roblox That's or why you gotta, you gotta, Fortnite you or wire up a maybe they're account and, maybe they're maybe twitching. That too. You know, that, that too. That yep. Shut off your video. And how about your career? Because you didn't start out in IT security. I mean, yeah, you're right. Like some of that is yeah. dictated by the market, but yeah, you actively. I did. Went yeah, after that was this. very different in that. But it's the same thing. Like I. I don't even think I realized, like, I grew up, like, we got an Apple II GS, and, like, I was, like, playing video games and computer games and learning how to, like, do some real simple coding, and I, and I don't think I realized, like, like, that everybody didn't do that. Like, I think I was like, yeah, this is just what we do. Like, we just, you know, and we would, you know, a friend of mine and I would get a game, and we would, like, tweak the code so it would, like, do other things, and, like, oh, not everybody does this? Like, and then, um... Yeah, not everybody goes to the Air Force Academy and becomes a professional Doom player. A professional Doom player, yeah. Uh, Duke, yeah. Duke, Duke, that Duke probably should have been my calling. Yeah, I think I had the, you know, when I when I, when I I threw the dartboard of the dart and it missed fighter pilot and it went to, like, Doom player, I should have been like, hey, maybe I should play. Maybe I should do that. Duke Nukem? Yeah, that's right. Honestly, if it was three, three decades later, I you probably, probably could have done it. Yeah, yeah, although I wasn't very good. I just uh, like to procrastinate. That's that's my calling. I'm a professional procrastinator. But but uh but yeah, and then I, I and I think I realized like like early on, and when I say early on, I mean like when I came back from the academy and I was at UMass, and I'm like, oh, what am I gonna do? I was like, well, I like criminal justice and I like computers, but unfortunately, there's nothing I can do there. And so like I walked away, and then like years later, I was like, you mean computer security was around this whole time? Like why? Like I got so mad when I realized that. Like so mad that nobody was like, well, yeah, sorry, there's nothing that does, you know, criminal justice and IT. Sorry, there's no there's there, there's there's no overlap there. It's like oh, it's too bad. <laughs> I think your official career started when you were questioned, hey, what is yeah, a firewall yeah, for? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When I answer, uh, answered that question, but no, when like I I legitimately like when yeah. I was at Chase and I was like this job, you know, I was learning pr- proprietary stuff, and I'm like this isn't going anywhere. Um, and, and, you know, you could kind of see the move on the horizon. It was like, 
oh, I want to do computer security. And I just cold called somebody that was in security at JP Morgan Chase. I was just like, hey, this is what he does. Let me call him. And we just talked for a half an hour. I'm like, how do I do what you do? Like, what, what do, how do I do that? Because I want to do that. Well, every morning you get up, you have yeah. a hot coffee. <laughs> That's, right. That's a good move. Put one leg in each pamphlet. That's right. Send me $1,000 and I'll tell you. Um, now you've been spammed. Congratulations. And, lesson, and, le- lesson learned. And, and I was going to say, and I'll unlock yeah. all the files I just logged on your seriously. computer. You can, seriously. That's called ransomware. Look into it. <laughs> Perfect example of phishing. Lesson one. <laughs> so when, it, when I look at calling for me... Um, Hello. Can you hear me? Roger. I you thought you were calling. Ten four, good buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Roger, Roger, you're five nine there. Go through. <laughs> um when I look at calling for me, like I I would say that I have a pastoral calling. Um that's looked a lot of different ways over the years. And I think, you know, like Adam and Paul said, like some of it's opportunistic, like you just start doing stuff. And it started when I was a kid, like a teenager. Uh, and it started just by me, you know, to use Adam's analogy, just being available. Like, I would talk to people and I would care about people. And they would come to me with with questions. And I, I would do my best to give them good biblical advice from what I knew. And when I didn't know, we'd go find it together because that was really the only way I knew how to do it, <laughs> which is kind of like consulting in a lot of ways. <laughs> um, and so, I, you know, that started when I was 15, 16, maybe. And I remember having some pretty hard conversations, some pretty fun conversations, some pretty uh, life-transforming conversations for me and I think for the people that I was talking to. And... Um, and so I've been doing that for a long time. You know, at this point, it's been almost 30 years that I've been functioning in that role. And, and you know, my my volunteer job is youth pastor, but I also, you know, I run a small group in my church. And apparently I'm running another youth group through community Bible study for just the boys this year. So, like, I can't get enough of that. And that's the stuff when, when somebody gets a truth of God it's the stuff that kind of like wakes me up and gives me life. Right. Especially one of the reasons that I've been in youth pastoring all these years is because I feel like if, if knowing where I came from and what I got as a teenager was super valuable to changing the trajectory of my life. Right. And I feel like when it comes to youth, like that's, if they can understand things then, there's a lot less damage to undo uh, uh. as they get older. You know? So, so that's as far as calling. As far as careers go, uh, I'm actually a chemical engineer by education because my dad had a plan and I didn't. That's not an education. That's just on paper. Well, <laughs> I mean, really... I went through all the courses. I did all the work. And I probably could go back and do some of it even no, now no, if no, I really you almost had your, your master was yeah, off by yeah, one paper. Right. I was going to say, <laughs> let's invite Tower on and ask him how much of the work you did. <laughs> uh, the only work he had to help me with was one course. That's okay. You process alcoholic ice lab. cream in a new way. <laughs> I know, right? I, I did, and I got a great grade on that report. And the ice cream was pretty good too. Just saying. And by the way, we were all seniors in college, so we were all over twenty-one, I think. Although we didn't card anybody. 
So, um, but I didn't have a, I, I didn't have a plan. I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I went with my dad's plan because he already knew what he wanted me to do. And, um, and then I graduated and kind of like these guys and actually with these guys, I had spent most of my high school life, uh, figuring out how to take a computer and all of its pieces and parts and put it somewhere else and get it to talk to other other computers so we could play video games together. And that was kind of the extent of my IT experience. But when I graduated from college, the place I thought I was going to try and get a chemical engineering job was laying off all their chemical engineers. But they had an opening in IT. And I made the jump. And honestly, I've never looked back. I, I, have, I have loved technology. Not as much as I love people, but it's pretty close. Like, I love playing with technology. I, I, I have a, what I think is a pretty good knack for understanding technology and for being able to communicate mm, it to yeah. people of all, peop- of all different levels right. on the right. technical yep. spectrum, right? Like, I can talk to, that, to, the, to the nerd, to go back to Eric's thing, and tell them the technical details of what they need to know, but I can also talk to, like, the administrative assistants that only needs to know a little piece of it, and to the CFO and the CIO about what they need to understand about the technology they're bringing in. Like, I can have that conversation on all those levels. And so, <clears throat> apparently that's not a common thing. Like, not everybody no, can have those conversations. And Hell so, no. so... It's been something that's that's kind of helped my career along as I've as I've been doing it, and I've I've really enjoyed it. But I really stumbled upon it just because it was something we were already doing for fun, and it's been it's been a wild and woolly and a lot of fun career, you know. So, what I want to do now is well, do you guys have any follow up questions before I pivot? I want you guys are all there for all of it, so none well, of from a news. calling perspective. Is there a do you ha, do you get a, sef, a a different feeling for back of, lack of a better word when you're talking to teens than you're talking to adults? Like, do you feel more called to the? Because you have, seriously have been doing youth forever. I mean, you've been you know doing you know been certainly pastoring in all kinds of ages, but like you've been doing youth for for forever, forever, forever. So, I think I figured out that it was like. I've been I've been a youth pastor in some way, shape, or form for like twenty yeah. years of my adult life. Might even be a little more because well, actually, it's about twenty because for the seven years we were at um, Mill City, we didn't really have any youth, so I didn't do any youth pastoring there. Right, and that's right. the gap. Right, that's the that's really the only time that I've been in a church. Right. You did children's ministry, but you felt you weren't called for that. Did I say that? Well, I know I wasn't. <laughs> I'm sure, uh, you know, we all could agree that was like, yeah, we just got to step in and do that. But yeah, no, we didn't have a youth group back then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, the answer to your question, Paul, is if you had asked me three years ago, I probably would have said definitely feel more called to youth. Over the last three to four years, I feel like I've had a lot more to say to adults. Um, but I will also say this youth are, e- in some ways, youth are easier. There's a generation gap, but they have like a sixth sense about people that whether a person is really taking them seriously or uh, really cares yeah. about them. 
and I don't have a problem really taking like having really caring about them, really taking an interest in them. Um, and so they feel that they sense that, and frequently they will allow me to feed into to give into their lives, and that's you know like I said for me. Te- the teenage years are so important because they are that place where you're starting to, you're really forming who you are and you're really about to launch into adulthood. And so if God can get you then, if you can understand God better then, if you can be transformed by God then, it can have a huge change on the trajectory of your life. And I, and I know that because it did for me, right? Um, and so I... I I really love seeing youth get it. Um, But I I love seeing adults get it too. It's just often takes a lot longer. Yeah. Yeah, We are, we're harder. We're harder in that regard. We are. We're just hard. We're hard. Right. We've been through more. And so you have to dig through the layers more to get to the nuggets of truth that change your life. So any other questions? No, sir. All right. Well then let's pivot because (laughs) pivot. This is, this is like, I feel like this is a good conversation, but I also want to talk about how we're helping our kids find their calling and find their careers. Cause you know, Eric, you have a kid in college, a kid who has decided not to go back to college. Paul, you have a kid that's a junior this year. So he's starting to look at like what he wants to do for college and all that stuff towards the end of this year, get his SAT scores, whatever that looks like. You know, I've got a daughter in college, a son in college, um, and two sons that are not even in high school yet. You know, and Adam, you have a junior in high school, Isabel Junior this year, and then Drew, who's in just coming coming out of this is her last year in junior high, right? Right, she's eighth grade. So, so like, how are you guys helping your kids find their calling and pick a path? Because the reality is, it's not easy there's a thousand options and you know i can google search anything and think i want to do it but that doesn't mean that i'm really built to do it right like so how are you guys and let me i don't want to derail things but i was thinking about ever since because we all had the same answer we all said i worked with computers when i was a kid and it just i fell into it so like how what does that look like for them and that's been my concern with jonathan is how does he just trip over something that he does o- over a weekend and then he looks back and goes, oh, I'm doing what I'm doing today because 20 years ago I was in my room, you know, coding or, you know, I, I coached a, a basketball game and that was super fun. Like, like how did, like, how do they, what does that look like today in, in 2022? Yeah. Well, well, and it's been really tough for the last couple of years because right, nobody's done right. anything. Yeah. 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 So go ahead, yeah, Eric. But- yeah, so I, like I, you know, yeah, great. We had like a two-year hiatus of not being able to do anything, but I don't think that stopped a lot of our youth from doing things and getting involved in whatever because their their mo was always they were already on the internet, they were already you know communicating with one another via mobile and in you know Discord and all of those other things. So it was really just you know, hey, now I'm home versus being, you know, in the same crowds talking to each other via our mobile phones. Um, I mean, they but, didn't have to wait until they dialed into a BBS to play yeah, right. space. Dude, those I miss those days. I really want to go back to those. I want to go back. <laughs> that 
that's that. Yeah, I was funny. I was talking to a bunch of guys about that. I was like, oh man, I miss trade board days. But anyway, um, truck. <laughs> squirrel. Um, so <laughs> I, that's an interesting topic. I've kind of been. I'm right in the middle of it. I'll, I'll be honest up front. Like I have two kids. Obviously, my older one, Cody. He's in school, so he's got a business path he's focusing on, and baseball is his other option. And more so on that side of things, I've been trying to get him to realize that baseball is a season for him. Like, he's going to get four years of baseball, and that's it. Like, I mean, these are going to be great memories. They're going to be fun times. Learn as much as you possibly can. You know, learn how to be able to be a good communicator, work with other people with different personalities. You know, work on the abstract stuff that we all may or may not have strengths in. Um, and from that, it helps, you know, kind of your future, you know, person or future me, you know, in whatever you're going to do. The For him, he's got a business career, so he's got an idea of what he wants to do. I mean, he wants to get into real estate. He wants to start, you know, kind of flipping houses and that kind of, oh, geez, I'm bleeding. Um, you know, and kind of, uh, you know, getting into that type of, you know, market, and that's a great market to be in. I mean, in essence, real estate is always, you know, a good place to be, whether the market's down or the market's up, you know, it's always better when the market's up, but, um, you know, I think his, his plan is a long five-year plan. So I'm working with him to get him to start working on the soft skills, as I call them. That's the, you know, how to be better communicator, how to, you know, work through conflict, how to, you know, build, good relationships with people that, you know, are very different than you and learn how to, you know, be caring and, you know, not always just, you know, um, assume that people are out to, uh, you know, basically cause you harm or do, you know, whatever. Um, so, you know, him, I'm working on the soft skills, as I say. So that's a long-term process. That's a constant, you know, Hey, how's it going? How's your feelings? What, 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 what do you see in a situation? So that stuff is always a lot harder to do. Because there's a level of expectation for him as a guy and just in general as a college student and and whatever. And so he's trying to balance that and trying to do all of his studies and trying to figure out what he wants to be in life. And so you put all that together. And, yeah, that no matter how much skills or, you know, areas of expertise you have, you're going to you're going to there's going to be a lot of bumps in the road. Right. So, yeah, I'm dealing with a lot of the bumps and whatnot and trying to to give as much guidance in that area and, and what he wants to, you know, pursue and ask questions and, you know, give him tools and show him how to use the tools he has to be better in a certain area. So that's soft skills from, you know, Cody's perspective when it comes so can to, I, can I ask you something about that? Yeah. How did he pick like, cause he, he tried a couple different colleges and a couple mm-hmm. different, how yeah. did he, how did he find the path he's on now? Um, hmm, that's a long story, but the short, you know, summary of it is initially got invited to be at a D2 college, failed out miserably, struggled with that, you know, had to deal with all of the the pressures of being a freshman in life and, you know, being on your own, came back, did his two years at, you know, JC and, um, from that then went to, um, open up the conversations with a couple other, you know, and basically the, what opened the door for him to go to the school he's going to now is baseball. 
Now, baseball has always been like that common thread through most of his life. He's just really good at it. And it's sort of like how Jonathan does football. And, you know, it kind of oozes out of every, you know, thing he does in, in most cases. So, you know, that's the, the door opening for him to, to get into where he is now down in Rhode Island at Johnson and Wales. And, um, they offer obviously John, anyone who knows Johnson and Wales is their cooking school. Well, Cody's not going to school for cooking. He can barely make macaroni and cheese. Nevertheless, boil water properly. Um, wait, he's not in the culinary program. No, he is not. <laughs> That's what I get asked all the time. Oh, so you're going to be a chef, train chef? I'm like, nope. They have a business school. <laughs> not a, you know, obviously not like a Harvard business or, you know, any of the yeah, other businesses out there, but still a business school. So, you know, he's off doing business studies for that. And so he's going to get his BA and, and uh, you know, kind of embark in that. But the real estate side of things, he's had a lot of people and influences that I've tried to put in his life and that he's put in his own life that, you know, he's seen that do real estate and been very successful at it. And he likes the idea of, you know, being his own boss. And he's sort of um, been, you know, doing things that surround that type of stuff. So, you know, trying to steer that, you know, is more um, easier for me to do than, you know, my daughter, who's a little different story. And um, I'll go into that a little bit. But um, yeah, so mostly soft skills with Cody. When it comes to Emma, <laughs> Emma did the school thing. She wanted to go out and experience what all of her friends were doing. Um, I knew from the get-go that she was not college material, not in a bad way, but she's a lot like her dad. She can't stand sitting in classroom formats, can't stand the formal you know, process of schooling and test-taking and all that stuff. So, But she's very good with you know, people, very good with you know, being in the real world. She's never had a problem you know, just getting out there and you know, doing stuff on her own. So she's very much like her dad in type A. So she, you know, if there's a need that needs to be met, she need, you know, you know, basically fills it. If she's, you know, needs to step up into her job role for whatever reason, if she's been doing, I mean, she started trying to think what she started in. Um, it's been a while. Um, she had a couple different jobs. Oh yeah. She was working at a pottery store over the summer for like a high school job. And by the first year she was already in a managerial, they already threw in her managerial right. position. So, you know, so she's, she's very much skilled in that sense of being able to manage people, work with people. And she has very good skills in being able to not do what her dad can't do well, which is not deal with the, the bad attitudes of people or being able to properly communicate, you know, in a way. So she's got the meld of both of her mom's skills of being able to, you know, communicate, you know, at that level, like you were saying, Eric, um, you know, when you're communicating with people, you understand how to talk at the, the IT level. You also need to talk at the right. managerial level and, and you can communicate all of those, you know, parts correctly and put them all in, you know, one big story and make it, you know, make sense of it all and, and get all of the people rallied together. So she's very good at that, but she's obviously, you know, finished up her summer job. She was a camp counselor and she did phenomenally well. People raved about her and, you know, she was very good with the kids. And, and of course in my wife's mind, because my wife's a teacher, <laughs> it's like, Oh, she'd be great with kids. And my daughter's like, I don't want to have kids. We're not having, I'm not having kids. I'm going to have 25 dogs. I'm going to get married, but I'm going to have 25 dogs and Cody's going to want to have all the kids, you know? So she, she's been saying that sort of like my sister did, but, um, you know, the long short of it is that she's still kind of figuring out what she wants to be. So that conversation hasn't started right now. So that's why I said I'm in the middle of it. Um, and that conversation is going to be happening probably now. I mean, we're almost in September. That stuff's going to be happening. So there's a lot of, you know, 
big things coming down the pipe that she has to take care of financially. But at the same time, she also has more responsibilities to figure out, you know, she can't sleep in, you know, right. <laughs> until 10, 11. Hey, Every- I don't mind that you're, that you have, you don't have a job yet, but you can't just sleep all day. You got to go find something to do more. So just not even so find something, but find something that you, that you're, have a passion for in some way or something that has an interest. Like we've all talked about, I mean, it for us was like, it was a gaming that brought us to it or the fact that we could take apart electronics and find out how they work. And, you know, so she's sort of like that. She has no problem diving into those, in those circles, but at the same time, she has a very good, strong sense of being able to, you know, sense of organization, sense of people management. So all of those, you know, non or abstract skills are just carried with her. So whatever she gets into, she'll be strong and good at, but I'm just hoping. And what my wife and I are trying to do is look for the long term, the long goals, the long game. What's that look like? You know, is it a passion in photography? She's really got an amazing photography eye. Um, Or is it in art or whatever? Because that's what she went to school for, for the, you know, one year. So yeah, there's a lot of that back and forth conversation. So uh, you know, I can't say that I have the the keys to the kingdom and the the roadmap, but to say to any of you guys or anybody going forward that, you know, I know what my kids are going to be, you know, or what they want to do. I have sort of a rough idea, but five years, you know, we all know can, you know, yeah. very much drastically change. Yeah, definitely. Paul, Adam. Yeah, I, I, I'll go. I, I have absolutely no idea um how, what the, what this is going to look like i don't i think that's part of my you know five you brought up you know he's he's all about football and he is and i don't i don't know how to get him to expand his horizons a bit and how to how he how he trip will trip over oh i like to do this like i try to find a way like um i'll give you an example he you know so the three of us every year will have a um uh, what's it called? Gingerbread house competition. Yeah. For oh, Christmas for and like yep. dance, off. a dance off a gingerbread house dance off <laughs> um, where we, we dress up as gingerbread houses and dance. Um, but like he <laughs> has such an eye for design. It's like, it's crazy. Like he, Architect! he actually kind of, but it's not even, it's not, like he just puts the house together, but then like, he's like, Oh, I'll put these colors here and I'll put this over here. And it just, and I remember, you know, asking his art teacher, like, is he, like, should I be pushing him that in that direction? Like, what, like, I'm trying to figure out what, what it was about that activity that he decided because he doesn't just, you know, focus randomly on thing on on everything. He'll he'll he just randomly focused on that. So like, so I'm trying to figure out what that's gonna look like. Um, he also helped a friend of mine where we used to live. He helped him lay some um, brick. So he did some masonry work, and he said he was like, "Yeah." He said he was. It was dead on. He said it looked. It looked like the guy he'd been doing it for years, because um, he just like had a really good eye for what's straight and what's not, and and so like it's those kinds of things so that I'm trying nice. to like find, so I can nudge him in one direction or the other. But again, I don't know how he'll just trip over that and then look over something and go, "Oh." I did this, you know, and now twenty years later, I'm doing this, and I can see the, th- I can see the connection, I can see the through line. So I don't know what that, what that looks like. Right. But for me, it's kind of the same way of, you know, teaching moments, like, um, you know, like the same way that you don't just try to, you know, um, 
sermon sermonize your your child every day. We'll never know. And all the time, you wait for the <laughs> teaching moments. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop. Right. Wait. Well, but you can also one of the other things you can do is you can ask you can ask questions, right? Like the teaching moments are important, and I'm not sure that dictating the path is the right way yeah. most of the time. Right. I can say straight out, that's not always a good way to go. That's not yeah, no. usually the best yeah. way to go. But, but you can give opportunity, yeah. right? Like you did with the masonry stuff. And you can have conversations like, so, so Jonathan, like, what do you like doing? Like, you seem to like blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Do those yeah. interest you? Because, like, like you're getting to the end of high school. Yeah. Like, what do you, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? And, and I think, I think it's okay to not know, but to kind of pick a direction yeah. and go that way. Yeah. And then, in fact, and in these days, it's a little better that you not don't to. don't go because you, the last thing you want to end up is one hundred twenty-five thousand yeah. dollars. Oh, dude, with a, with a degree right. in hugging. Right. Yeah, hundred percent. Hey, that's a good hugging. degree. It, I'm very it, good at hugging. It, it, it just doesn't pay <laughs> that one hundred twenty-five right. thousand. Yeah. That's on the yeah. cheap side. Yeah. Well, right, and and you know, there's a lot of ways to do that too. I mean. We should do a whole episode on creative fundraising yes. for your college, but um, oh, I don't know if we want to do that. Then that we're on the hook for like you know providing those resources. <laughs> like first, yeah, get a ski mask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Step two: buy a lottery ticket. Well, and it, it's not easy, yeah. start, right? Like the, helping. Heck, I don't right, even know what I right, want to be when right. I grow up, much less yeah, helping a kid yeah. figure out what they want to be when yeah. they grow up. You know, but on a positive note, we know our kids probably better than anybody else. We spent That's a right. lot of time with them. We've seen them do a lot of stuff. We've seen the things that they seem to enjoy and the things that they're good at, which aren't always yeah, the same thing. Right. right? And so, you know, while, while I think like what you said is, we, we, I don't think we dictate it. I, I don't even know that we have to push it. I think we just ask questions yeah. that simulate it. You know, I, I think questions are definitely a, a good thing. But the other thing is, is that for me, it's been more of a, I, I hate to use the term handholding process more so like, Hey, we're going to walk through this together, meaning emphasizing that process together Versus like, hey, I expect you to do A, B, and C. Let's get this done and, you know, see where you go with that. Or, you know, hey, have you made that phone call that you said you were going to make four times, you know, you know, over blah, 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 you know, to talk to so-and-so or whatever. You know, it, it, I, at least with my kids, and I can only speak for my kids since, you know, um, they're my kids. Um, the, the idea of um, that conversation and the, the questions kind of process helps, but at the same time, it also, I think causes panic sometimes too as well, because you're asking so many like, Hey, would you try this? Why, what, what, you know, you're in this area. And it just kind of just, you know, builds this anxiety somewhat. And I, I've kind of had to stop and say, you know, Hey, let me, let me observe. So let me be an observement, observement, <laughs> an observer, <laughs> sorry, an observer of what like her day or his day looks like in general. And, choose to ignore the stuff that, you know, I can't stand because it's just a poor, you know, bad habit or whatever, but look at like the deeper things, the, 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 the below the surface layer of like, yeah, where are they good at? Like what, what, what certain things come out. And so like, here's an example for me, Cody, I hope doesn't get into, you know, well, I don't mind him getting into it, 
but he doesn't have like the IT acumen to be able to understand how to troubleshoot stuff because he gets frustrated very quickly. Or if something doesn't go like even a simple thing, like trying to put a screw into a, you know, two by four, if the screw goes off or whatever, he keeps drilling the screw until he, you know, kills the head. And I'm like, dude, back off. And then he gets frustrated. And I was like, so, you know, understanding that and then saying, okay, how can we, you know, how can we steer you in a different way to understand, you know, one to keep your cool, but two, yeah. you know, where is that yeah. kind of, you know, you know, take you. So yeah, it's, it's definitely a long, and to that long, end, long, finding those long. things that when it doesn't go right, that he doesn't get frustrated. Like he actually likes the process. I think is another thing. Cause you're, you know, when they're like, Oh, I kind of want to learn about this, which is what I'm trying to get him to, but right. you know, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's 16. So my advice to you, don't worry about it. Don't sweat it. <laughs> I remember my 16 year old when he was a, it's like, dude, are you going to amount to anything sometimes? <laughs> yeah. <It's> like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I hate to say that, but that's like, it was like, it's video games and hanging out with his friends. I'm like, was I really that bad? And I had to like ask my dad. I'm like, was I, a, you know, was I like this when I was 16? He's like, you were well, definitely hanging out with your friends. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he's like, you were always off hanging with your friends and, you know, you never, like, you could barely keep your job a lot of times or, you know, when I asked you to take out the garbage, you wouldn't take out or, you know, whatever. But, you know, I, I get it. I mean, that's, that's that's kind of that, like, you know, point in life. But, yeah. So, anyway, I'm sorry to steal it. No problem. So. How about you, Adam? What are you doing with Isabel and Drew to help them find their calling and to help them find their career? Mute. um no so my girls are getting to that age where they're kind of thinking about what they want to do um i know originally isabel was like oh i want to work with i want to be a marine biologist and then she realized she had to do a lot of biology and she's like i don't want to be a marine biologist (laughs) (laughs) uh, yeah i like the marine part but not the biology part what, one thing that's been pretty cool, especially with my wife's entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial spirit, she's kind of uh, coaxed them into understanding money and jobs and inventory. And Drew has a pretty successful small business that she's running now um, where she's making pretty pretty good cash on the side. I mean, she's putting in all the work, but she's managing her, her inventory. She's managing all of her supplies. And the way you say that, it sounds like you're planning for your uh, retirement. <laughs> Don't let me know that. No. <laughs> well, not um, yet. <laughs> but, but no, but it's a good business sense that both my girls have gotten into mm. and the value of money and knowing what they, what they have and what they have for a budget and what they can't spend and what, what it means if they do spend later down the line. So uh, that's been a good basis for them. Um, but yeah, they're still just at that point of whether or not they want to pursue college or pursue a different career or whatnot or take take courses. I know that both of them know that I'm not. They're not going to just jump into the next thing and uh, until they're sure. So, especially with the amount of debt that we have or the amount of debt that fr- their friends their friends have accumulated, their older friends, and knowing and just fa- friends of ours where. They have come out of colleges with uh, with business degrees and are in $140,000, debt. I'm like, yeah. and 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 not to say that they won't pay that off, uh, but they and, and most a lot of them got good starting 
starting jobs paying 60 mm. 70 which is pretty decent but uh especially if you're still living yeah. at home yeah uh one of them's well, married now so but they both have accumulated college debt and just mm. working to pay well, that off but interesting sidebar it's like you know today there's jobs like influencer what the hell is an influencer i mean they're making careers out of this stuff you know, so making, what is 10 years going to look like for that influencer I mean, it's I been, know what they. I know what an influencer. They're just saying, like in general, like if you looked at an influencer for traditional jobs, it's like how many times did our parents say you got to get a really good working job with health benefits and blah blah blah? Well, and it's like it's still you being, know, it's still being formed. I mean, we've seen trials in that alone, where you've seen you've seen the because I mean, right now those influencers are are mainly supported by TikTok and and YouTube, and you've seen situations about. I mean, this is a new frontier for this this type of industry well <clears throat> in terms of entertainment of but, and, and that, just being an influencer it's just i look at it as like oh well i could i could do a youtube show on that and i'm like oh that's so much work <laughs> the hours but of editing and, and being able to provide content and and if especially if you're trying to make that a, a financial goal i mean yeah there are people out there that have been successful but that that's there's also been situations where YouTube has kind of cut cut. You hear all these stories yeah. over the past several years where YouTube is kind of like, oh well, we cut out this funding. Well, you can't cut that funding out because that's what I live on, or, or the advertising level has uh, gotten cut down here and there, or they find ways to kind of limit that monetization. Yeah, but was that the, different than like our generation well, where we pursue to like be managed? No, it isn't. It isn't. It's just a or run a BBS. Yeah, right. right exactly. How many times do we want to make? <laughs> it they should. Oh, Eric's lo- Paul's logging they should, in. They should just start a podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna watch him. <laughs> right. Oh, he played yes. about ten minutes of trade wars. Millionaires with this podcast. Let's please. Let's redesign uh, yeah. the front end so that yeah. it has to scroll multiple colors every single time. <laughs> in fact, we're already you know running into deficit. But anyway. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh so, so yeah, so we've tried to teach them, and we are teaching them skills and and real world real life skills and. Drew's running a, her own business right now, and she's actually taking over the cookie business for Heather um, on that end. So, Well, and those business skills that you're talking about, those are useful no matter what you yep. do. Yeah. Yep. Like your ability to manage and budget, like, and budget processes, and, and, and scheduling, and like market. market, like that stuff, those skills are yeah. like super valuable yep. in you're any industry, any job, right? If you can, if you can have that conversation... Even if you're, like, just, there's a value to that even at, like, a janitorial level, right? Like, how do I manage my inventory, make sure I have what I need to do? Like, there's a lot of value there. And so yeah. those skills, they're softer skills, but they're Just really don't need important. the little pink discs. Not, those aren't cookies. <laughs> those are not, <laughs> those those are are not cookies. Two plot <laughs> is always better than one. <laughs> Men who stand on toilet is high on pot. Oh, I knew that was wrong. <laughs> I think you're right, Eric. I mean, that those skills, I think, aren't taught at school, no matter what level at school, whether you're, you know, in a formal, you know, school system or you're homeschooled. You know, there are some moments and pockets of that stuff, but there's no there's none of that ever taught. Like, I don't ever remember. Like, I remember one time in, in school that I did the lemonade stand. They said, yeah, yeah, you know, we get to run the lemonade stand. You know, great. That inspired me to want to be a business person in business, but it never 
it never continued along the way. I never remember in high school, like, hey, you know, this is some of the accounting stuff, but this is how you can apply it to business in terms of right. running a business. You know, it was just like, oh, here's just how you do debits and credits. I'm like, I don't freaking care. <laughs> you know, yeah. I can hire somebody. And basically, that's kind of what it's boiled down to. And I don't want to do this anyway. Exactly right. It's like, I'm good at this. I don't want to be doing A, B, and C or D, E, and F. You know, I'll hire somebody to go do that. Yeah. So it's funny because you say that there was one school that I went to for a year and it was called the city magnet in Lowell and they're in the reason they were a magnet school is they ran a micro society for the last hour of every day and in that micro society you ran businesses and so that was their way of getting that across but you're right like that I went to probably 15 different schools over my career of school because of the way I moved around and all that stuff nobody else had that and and that is the kind of skill that you can't it's hard yeah. to teach without a practical example for or budgeting. I mean, God. yeah, right. And so yeah. it was. It, it was. You know, we were just talking about this the other day, like at my parents' house. It was one of the things that kept me engaged in school because otherwise I just get bored. But knowing that we, when I got to the end of the day, I got to do this thing, and it was complex and fun and interesting and interacting with people and all of those things. Yeah, was really cool. Like paint your yeah, house. Over the summer, watch your friends laugh at you on the front lawn. (laughs) You guys were very loud. (laughs) Very loud. Um, It was a good show. So as far as helping my kids, uh, I don't know that I have an answer for Joel and Isaiah, except those are my two younger kids, for anybody that doesn't know. Um, We're just staying aware of the things that they like, the things that they do, the things that they're interested in, and the things they're good at. Um, And then just helping them find things to do that and part of that is getting them exposed to stuff that yeah. that that's a variety of different opportunities and that's one of the reasons that we do boy scouts because the merit badges run a gamut of different things yeah. that they can Skills they can learn and about and practice and try and do. yeah right 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 so um so that's part of what i'm doing for the younger kids as far as the older kids go um we i actually have yeah i have two different stories so we have gracie who is my oldest. She's 21 and she's going into, she's just starting her junior year at, in college. And um, it's really funny because she, when she got up, finished up high school, she didn't really know what she wanted to do, you know? Um, and so she took a, she actually went and did a gap year program and we, we paid for that because we thought it would be good. It was a discipleship program and it, it happened to get cut short because of COVID because it was ending in 2020 as COVID was coming up. And so they sent everybody home in March instead of finishing out the program through May. Um, and, and it's really funny because she went and we didn't, you know, we still didn't know what she was going to do and we didn't really have a plan, but we felt like it was a good investment of her time, you know, um, good opportunity to get her to shore up her christian walk and her understanding of god and how that works in re- in the real world and all that stuff and it was good stuff but one of the outcroppings of that is that while she was there she really felt like they actually had um the college she goes to come and speak to the group and i don't think it was the day they came but it might have been shortly after that she really felt like god said that's the school i want to want you to go to um now, the part that's funny to me is, you know, when it comes to calling, Gracie has always had a heart for children, right? 
Um, and when she was like a sophomore in high school, uh, we went to Project Timothy, which is a vineyard regional leadership training for youth. And it was down at the barn. And one of the things that they did is they would basically send the kids out to do servant projects in the area around where we were. And one of those servant projects was basically ministering to kids in the inner city of Wilmington, Delaware, which is pretty inner city, honestly. Low, low income, high risk kids. Um, and Urban Promise's entire goal in life is to give these kids the gospel and to, and to te- you know, just teach them some basic skills because they weren't getting that where they were at. And it was so funny because Gracie went to that one day um, you know, as a 15 year old girl and she came out like completely excited and giddy and like amped up. And it like, it was the thing that, um, you know how, like sometimes you do something and it's like, Oh, I could do this forever. Right. That's how she walked out of that. I could do this Uh forever. I, this, this is completely bringing me life. So you then fast forward and she's at Moody Bible Institute in Chicago, and her <coughs> current degree is urban ministries. And the funny thing is, as part of her, as part of all of the degrees at Moody, they have to do an internship over one of the summers while they're in school. And her program only has like two or three places they do internships with, and one of them is that Urban Province organization in Wilmington, Delaware. Oh, nice. Wow. So it was like. She went for urban ministry because she felt like that was where she wanted to go. And then she found out afterwards that this was something that, that she could completely do an wow. internship with. Now, I don't know what that, I don't know completely what that looks like for a career. Like it may just be doing children's programs in the inner city, right? Um, which probably doesn't pay a ton. But it's, but she's really passionate about it and she's really excited about it. And I think, it, I think it'll be really That's good. Awesome. Wow. Um, so that's both calling yeah. and career for her. I mean, and we'll see. I mean, the reality is she may come out and do that for a few years and then find a better way to do it, you know, using technology or whatever. And then that'll be your business. I don't know. You know, you never know, but that's where she's starting. And then for, for Ben, um, Ben is a unique and awesome kid. And he pretty much has always known that he wanted to do something to do with design or engineering or architecture. Um, He just loves making stuff and he is super spatial. Like he can look, you know, Paul, we were talking about when you moved, right? Like he could look at the, um, the pod that you had and see all of the ways that everything in it could fit. And find the best way. That's just how yeah. he does things. That's how he sees the world. It's so funny because that is not me. Like, I'm just like, hold on. Let's just slam the door yeah. harder and <laughs> make it all right. fit. Right. <laughs> right. You know, and so from from that point of view, he's always been spatial. So, so you know, we've been talking to him about a lot of a long time. He's done a couple of different CAD things over his high school career that he really enjoyed. He participated in the robotics club at, um, ASD. Um, and, and he has really loved doing the design and manufacture. And actually he does a lot of 3d printing stuff with my parents. 
my dad got a 3D printer for Christmas. And so he'll help them find the designs and get stuff done and fix, and fix things. And so when he started looking at careers, he's like, well, and then he actually came across somebody else um, on one of his, tri- his mission trips who was a mechanical engineer and told him all about it. And that got him even more excited. So now he's actually, you know, taken a, a year, maybe a year and a half at National Community College to get an associate's degree. And then he's probably going to go to UMass Lowell and get his bachelor's in mechanical engineering. You know, and get his bachelor's in what? Mechanical engineering. Oh, so he'll make the equipment that makes your alcoholic <laughs> ice cream. Correct. And the 3D printers that he uses and the lightsabers that he plays with. <laughs> right? When he finally actually gets the right uh, mixture in for a real lightsaber, give me a call. For real life, sa- real lightsaber. So, yeah, we should talk about that another time. But Ben has Ben knows a guy. There's a YouTube guy out there that built a lightsaber. Guy. Who knows guy? That built a lightsaber <laughs> that functions that way. The back of a truck. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure it's not cheap. But um, so yeah, I mean, the reality is, there's a hundred ways to find your career and your calling, right? When and as parents. We're trying to give them opportunity and help them see the big picture more than sometimes kids do, right? When I was a kid, I did a horrible job of seeing the big picture, seeing the long game of seeing. And as I've gotten older, I I think I do that better. So my hope as a parent is to spend some time helping my kids see take a step back and see the bigger picture in that conversation, especially when it comes to things that they like to do, you know, and, and where they want to go. But. Yeah. The only thing I think we didn't touch upon is that, you know, just I'll say it up front because I'm in the midst of it. As a parent, you're going to fail. <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. as a parent, you are going to sit there in conversations and you're going to hear things come out of your kid's mouth and you'll be like, how did I fail you in this part? And don't look at it as a don't look at it as a like, oh my gosh, the world's coming to an end. You know, I can't go back and fix, you know, whatever's broken. Look at it as like, okay, fine. You know, that that did not work at that moment. And, you know, let's just try something different. Let's, you know, let's you know, pursue a different area. Let's mm-hmm. look into something a little bit more deeper or whatever. Yeah. And I think I, as a parent, spend way too much time trying to get to the end game and thinking like, okay, when they turn 30, they should have all their crap together and understand. Hopefully by 30 they do, but like hopefully in the midst of getting to 30, I'm helping them along the way and I'm taking the time to guide and recommend and, you know, mm-hmm. question, you know, what, they, what they're pursuing and, or what they're not pursuing and, you know, you know kind of give them a little nudge yeah. here and there. You know, that, yeah, if I've learned, yeah, I'm a failure. I'm a horrible failure when it comes to being a parent, I, which I'm perfectly willing to embrace because if, what is, what is Ellison, the Edison comment is like, how many times did he learn how to make, you know, uh, not, not the yeah, right light bulb, right. you know, time that all ordeal that comment is, um, or quote is. Um, so, I mean, kind of that, that, that's kind of what I embrace. It's like, okay, fine. Yeah. You know, I'm, uh, the only person that's going to be sad about that is me. But why be sad about the fact? Because it's a process. It's, you know, your, your kid's not going to die to, well, whatever. It, the life is not going to come to an end when he turns 22, you know. Or if It'll, he doesn't know what his career yeah, is. Right. 
or yeah, if he right. doesn't know what his calling is. Like, yeah. there are people that don't find that for decades. Like, they get to like fifty, and they're like, "Oh, I finally found what I'm excited about, and this is what I'm going to yeah. do for the rest of my yeah. life." Right? That, that happens. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> True, but I think that only happens because it's you know there's no support system there, mm. and the person's not encouraged or in you know it, it directed in some you know, you know, way or whatever, but well, yeah. Eric, I think you actually missed your calling. You should have been an influencer, but it came along 10, 15 years. <laughs> really Dude, trust me. That's, you know, if I could figure out how to do that, well, I would have probably jumped on the bandwagon because it's looking at, you know, those that are out there doing that. Yeah. It makes total sense. I mean, it's, it's He's fun like, I could do it better. <laughs> it, it just would have taken oh, no. longer because people would have had to log in. <laughs> <laughs> Check out your, your asking like video, <laughs> and it would have to be only in like four by four, and it would be no, very grainy. Wouldn't be that. It'd be like I would have to like charge them, you know, a subscription fee because they would have to download my video because that's the only way they could get it. And it would take them four and a half hours to download your AVI a file. <laughs> I know, impartial right? GIF. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, any any other like closing thoughts, gentlemen? Come on, you can't leave it on mine. <laughs> I thought yours yeah. was a good one, actually. It was, it was deep. I, I think I think very often we get our – we have to be careful as parents not to get our image wrapped up in what we perceive as the success or yeah. failure of our children. You know, the reality is our lives aren't all successes. Actually, our failures tend to teach us more stuff often than our successes. Sure. And so – just because some, just because our kids aren't getting it, and that doesn't mean we failed. It doesn't even mean they failed. It means it's an opportunity. Well, and right, yeah, failure has always been a negative stigmatism, and you know, it's just a process in my mind. You know, failure is everything you didn't uh, do right the first time. So, yeah, cool. Um, any other closing thoughts? Cool. Well. Hey, gang, thank you so much for listening to us. We appreciate hearing from you. So come be part of our chat, our after chat on our Discord server. The links are in all of the um, the downloads that you've been getting from your podcast. Or you can always send us an email at feedback at forefatherspodcast.com. And we'll make sure to share it on the next episode. Remember to always check out our website at forefatherspodcast.com. For all of our latest shows, swag, and other forefathers stuff, and Eric is actually just wrapping that up, right up in a revamp on that website up, and there will be some neat new stuff there shortly. All right, so guys, thank you so much. Have a great night, great day, whatever time you're listening to us, and we appreciate hearing from you. So definitely reach out. Thanks a lot. Oh, and thanks for listening to the Forefathers Podcast, where we talk about faith, fatherhood, and other F words. If you want to learn more, head over to our website at the number four, fatherspodcast.com. If you'd like to help our show, make sure you give us a review on iTunes or in the podcast app of your choice. Those reviews help others find our show. And if you have any other questions or comments, you can send those to feedback at forefatherspodcast.com.